You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. ago the five people sitting up here started a simple podcast <laughs> the year was 2015 the white house had just struck a controversial nuclear deal with iran <laughs> a budding caitlin jenner had just burst onto the scene and the internet was ablaze trying to figure out if a dress was blue and black or white and gold <laughs> But the most important thing that happened in 2015 is the five people sitting up here started a show. This five started a show that changed the face of actual play podcasting. I think it was my idea. I really yeah, and it was. And it was. Yeah. We used to remember we would, we would gather in Sydney's one bedroom apartment. Yep, I remember. It was so small. Oh my god. Uh, we'd yes. have to try to keep Jared's dog quiet all yeah. the time. Jared would come over with the soundboard every day. Those were the days. Oh, that dog died. Oh. That dog died. Horrible. Horrible what happened to that dog. I won't Bring it down, but yeah, I mean, Jared forgave you, Joe, but I won't. <laughs> it ruined its last recording. That's all I'll say. Uh, I have been excited for this show for a year, almost a year to the day. Uh, we were we were on stage at the second Atlanta show last year, and I looked out into the audience. I think Joe was role playing, and I wasn't paying attention. And I was looking out in the audience and said, "You know what? Next year." We're going to do one show in Atlanta and one show in Nashville because, right? Because I was like, then I have a business excuse to go to Nashville and a personal excuse to spend one less day in Atlanta, which is good. (laughs) Um, And we have been here for, what, 24 hours? A little over 24 hours, and Nashville does not disappoint. Yeah. Uh, it feels like three days. It, it feels, feels like, like three days. My body feels like you can only eat so much hot chicken. Uh, you know, growing up, I, I think I had a pretty eclectic taste in music in the 80s. Uh, I liked everything except country music. And my mom and my grandmother loved it. And that's all they listened to. And they used to watch Hee Haw. And I'd be like, what is this nonsense? That you were watching, and I just couldn't understand it. And then flash forward four decades later, and country music is all I listen to besides Christmas music. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, so this, sometimes there's a lot of overlap in those two categories. There is a little yeah. bit of overlap. Uh. 
Have you heard Taylor Swift's version of uh, that Wham song? What is it called? Next, last, last Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, that's a good one. Don't count that one out. She used to be country. Uh, but it feels great coming. I went to the Country uh, Music Hall of Fame by myself today. It was fucking awesome. They had cars in there. Elvis's car. The car from Smokey and the Bandit 2, which I thought was kind of lame. Like, they couldn't get the car. Is that... From Smokey and the Bandit Also, is that country music? Smokey and the Bandit? There was a banjo played. It's just a movie that takes place in the country. (laughs) Also, you said you went there alone as if you invited any of us. Yeah, we didn't know that you went there at all. I found out you went on Instagram. It's kind of sad that you went by yourself. I just didn't want to be fettered by other people's interests. I wanted to be able to enjoy Hank Williams one minute and Garth Brooks the next without waiting for Joe to pee every three minutes. <laughs> Have you ever been to a museum with Joe? It's, it's the worst. That's why I didn't ask him. Oh, my experience is we get in and Joe just goes off and He's does gone. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, you're. Museum is a very personal experience. Apparently. <laughs> Do you guys like country music? We were talking about this last night. Do oh, I thought like you were it? asking now. No, I don't and care I was about like. It. Of course they like country music. They live Every in single person they, in mean, here hates might, country they, music. They might fucking hate it if they live here and they have to hear it all the time. Are you sick of it? Like we're sick of dancing people on the subway? Yes. Really? You don't like country music? What no you, one does. You listen to rock and roll? <laughs> this is the equivalent of you going to the New York show and talking about, talking about how much you enjoyed going to the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> You live Boy, in New York. Have you guys life. tried Times Square? <laughs> I had no idea. They didn't like it. I also heard East Nashville is where it's at. Is that true? Ooh, classic pander to the crowd, to the hot East Nashville crowd. Excuse me? Jared, but you grew up in Nashville and. Uh, I, I grew up in, well, well sort in of. Tennessee. In t- some in Tennessee, yeah. Did you, uh, were you listening to Waylon Jennings and the jukebox as a kid? Oh, yeah. You know, we'd listen to Pam Tillis. Big Pam Tillis crowd. The Tillis family is joining us. Thank you. We'd like to say uh, thank you to Pam Tillis. We loved Vince Gill. Vince Gill. Reba and Dwight Yoakam. Yeah. I liked all that music. I still like that music. At the uh, at the museum today, there was a, a, a room with just uh, film playing, and it showed uh, like this Garth Brooks concert with a million people in the audience, and then it cut to like a, a Dwight Yoakam performance with another like thousands of people, and then it cut to a Fritos commercial with Reba McIntyre. <laughs> From like, I mean, it had to be been like eighty two or eighty three. You ever watch her sitcom Reba? No, I'm yes. amazing. I'm a survivor. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> She's a survivor. She's a survivor. Reba she- has the, that music video where she plays herself directing a music video about her cheating husband who she blows up on a boat. Yeah. Yeah. It rocks ass. That's country it's music. So, that's country music. It's good. It's beer. It's whiskey. It's pretty girls in cowboy boots. And, and it is blowing killing, up boats. killing your ex-husband. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, didn't I see, didn't I join you technically on a country music Peloton ride where we, where we rode to the night the lights went out in Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> Did you join me on that ride? I mean, I, I, it might have been one of the times I high-fived you and you didn't high-five me back. Ah. 
I didn't recognize your handle. Sexy bike guy three. <laughs> I don't high five guys with that handle. Sexy bike guy three is definitely nice. <laughs> One and two were taken. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about tonight. This is wild. This is a fun weekend for us. We're, we came in yesterday. We're heading to uh, Atlanta tomorrow. Unfortunately, I could stay here for a fucking month. <laughs> a month. I came out of the Hall of Fame today and I was like, it's 1230, let's drink. So I went down to uh, Honky Tonk Central, which was pretty sweet, and I just sat at that bar and housed Miller Lights, and I felt like I was in heaven. (laughs) How do you feel now, Troy? Hell. (laughs) I feel like I'm in hell. Uh, But that's okay, because I've got uh, four four of my friends up here, so now I'd like to introduce you to them, uh, two people who I respect very deeply as artists, and two other people. I'll take that. First up, you may have seen this young lady in Milwaukee and St. Paul earlier in the year. Or maybe you listen to her every Friday on a little show called Legacy of the Ancients. Or maybe you watch her every week on Getting the Trunk. Yeah! Or the new smash hit, Voyagers of the Jump. Woo! Woo! Well, now she's on the fucking door. Yeah! Yay! Give it up for... Remind me your name again. Sydney Emanuel, everybody! Thank you. I'm a survivor. I'm a I want to give you. We should have theme music when I. Yes. Yeah. Wouldn't we that be fun? Each have a song that drops when we get intro. Oh, I'm gonna pick a bad one. You're gonna hate that. You gave me that idea. Some indie uh, band with a harmonica. Come on. What? I don't know. Indie Iron. band with a harmonica. Yep. Are you gonna you. walk out to Iron and Wine? <laughs> That's a great. Don't you? They're good. They're, they're really great for intro music. Yeah, really great for intro music. Boy with a coin he found in the... I can make it so sad in like two seconds. Bring the whole show down. You could be... Uh, you could just come out to your own hit song, which yes. would be... Oh. A little narcissistic, but also fun. That's a very... That's a power move that I would not take, but I like your thinking. Um, how are you? I'm great. I'm really... This is my first time in Nashville, so I'm... All right! Thrilled. Hey, zing. Hey, no. Um, are you liking it so far? We had fun last night. Yeah, we had a blast last night. We tore it up at Tootsies. You guys yeah. Tootsies? I went to Tootsies. I went um, to a boot shop today. Yeah. There's many of those. We uh, pretended we were a bachelorette party. Yeah. I mean, he kept saying, he's the bride. He's the bride. Guys, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I'm so happy to be on this tour, especially because I've never been in Nashville. So I was like, fuck Yes as an excuse to come to Nashville. But the tour, too, is great. Yeah, hey, play your cards right. We'll have you back. <sighs> Guys, cheer really loud for me tonight. <laughs> Next up uh, is a uh, professional stand-up comedian now slumming it in the world of actual plays. <laughs> he is everything that I ever wanted to be, and now, sadly, everything that I am. <laughs> it's true. Give it up for Jared Logan, everybody. All right. Yes, God damn it. Yes, God fucking damn it. Jared, what would be your uh, walk-up theme music? 
Um, well, all I know is that I used to have to tell comedy clubs not to play any kind of hip-hop or rap when they brought me up because people thought that that was part of the joke. <laughs> so if any kind of hip-hop played and then I appeared, people would be like, I get it. <laughs> so I guess like something that's like, like that would be a good intro for me. <laughs> Looney Tunes background. <laughs> Uh, I mentioned earlier, you grew up in Tennessee. Uh, mm -hmm. Where in Tennessee? I lived in Knoxville. Any Knoxville? <laughs> and then I went to college. I went to college for five years in Memphis. Five years. <laughs> did you have to pay for the extra year? I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's cheaper to just go four. Well, I know, I know that. <laughs> but I was uh, finding myself. <laughs> Uh, I like it here. I've been to Knoxville. Knoxville's cool, too. Went to a little cafe called Tupelo Honey. Uh, I want to come back here next year. Uh, I want to come back here every year of my life. Yep. Let me tell you something. Couldn't agree more. Let me tell you something. There is no eldritch horror that you can throw at us tonight that will be scarier than the creatures I saw at Tootsie's. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely saw like five shoggoths at Tootsie's last night. <laughs> Nastro's proof that you don't need a high school education to have a good time. That's what I always say. That's a new t-shirt. Um, folks, while this group is constantly uh, changing and evolving, despite my best efforts, this next man is still part of the tour. <laughs> Give it up for Matthew Gavin Acasa! Matthew, 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 all jokes aside, why couldn't you have been the one that resigned? <laughs> Matthew, Matthew, Matthew! Wow! The thing about your jokes, Troy, is there's always like 20 to 30% truth in all of them. <laughs> I would kiss you on the lips. You weren't so afraid of my lips. Very afraid of your lips. I've never seen lips move that way before. Cleanest lips in Nashville. <laughs> it's not the cleanliness that scares me. <laughs> uh, dude, you were having a good time last night. We just kept throwing margaritas at you, and you kept tossing them back. I had two margaritas. <laughs> As did everybody else. <laughs> uh, Joe and I kept going to the bar and getting uh, margs for uh, Sydney and you and me and Joe. And then Joe and I were doing backup Bud Lights because we have a problem. <laughs> and uh, there was this moment. I was like, should we get them backup Bud Lights? And Joe gave me this look as if to say, Matthew can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> we call it the one and one. I think I handled it fine. <laughs> You did good. And uh, you went running today by the river. Yes. And you got a sunburn. <laughs> so sunburned. <laughs> You're so fair-skinned. <laughs> it, yeah, it turns out Nashville doesn't have any shade. trees. No shade. No trees. Or clouds. Or clouds. We did go, well, it was me and Joe and Sydney. We were all in like different positions and we were running back and forth. And then there's like, we, I went across the bridge like four times. <laughs> and by the fourth time I was like, I'm going to be viciously sunburned by the end of this. We left the hotel, and both Matthew and Joe were like, 
I didn't put on sunscreen. And I, immediately I was like, this isn't going to go well for them. Pasty yeah. guys. And you both got sunburned. I'm fine. Okay. Joe, <laughs> okay. Joe, had a, Joe wisely brought a hat. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yep. Uh, well, you look good. A little color looks good on you. <laughs> you don't look like a ghost. <laughs> like a lobster. <laughs> no longer haunting us with your presence. Uh, no, I'm glad you're here, and uh, I don't want you to resign. And if you do, wait until we're finished with the 2023 budget. <laughs> Folks. I'll <laughs> be here all night. <laughs> He'll be here unfortunately. All night. Uh, finally, folks, he is uh, like like Nashville hot chicken. If instead of hot sauce, he was covered in low self-esteem and come, I don't know. Joe O'Brien. Jesus. <laughs> Jeepers. What is up, Nashville? Nashville Joe. Nashville Joe. Nashville Joe. Love it. Oh, I love it. Man, I love Nashville. I think you have low self-esteem, and you shouldn't, because everyone loves you. Oh, well, that's Aww. very nice. Everyone. Not me, but everyone else. <laughs> he could have been talking Wait, to anybody. was he talking to you? I don't know. That's the Tillis family. They're getting rowdy that's over the there. the Tillis family over there. Stop giving peanut butter whiskey shots to the Tillises. You guys have screwball here? <laughs> Fuck. I never heard about this till yesterday, and now I want it all the time. Uh, dude, we gotta. Dude, we should move here. Yes. <laughs> we were. We came out of the honky tonk today to go to have lunch at Merchants. A couple of people recommended Merchants, and I said to Joe, "I'm like, man, when my wife turns forty in uh, thirteen years, I want to." <laughs> no, she's. 10 years younger than me. When she turns 40, I'm like, I want to bring her out here. And he was like, yes, and I'm coming. <laughs> like, yeah. He just immediately invited himself. And then I was like, I can plan it nine months in advance so we can make two weeks out of it. Do people come here? Like Vegas, three days is enough. Maybe two days is enough. We'll find out in a month when we go to Vegas together. <laughs> but uh, I feel like Nashville, you could do longer, like a week, a solid week. I think so. Yeah. Well, because it's so music-focused. I can yeah. listen to music every day. You can't gamble every day of the week. Uh, I mean, you can. Tell that to DraftKings. <laughs> that, that was inappropriately stated. You can. It's just a horrible idea. Yeah. It's good for you to take in music. A lot of different music. It's wonderful. Yeah, I agree. I, I love the culture. I love the vibe. But it does. It, it gets the best parts of Vegas. Because when we were on those bar stools at 11 o'clock, and the place is... Packed, packed. And every single person is smiling. Yep. Yeah. You feel like you're in Vegas, kind of. That's great. It's, it's best the, of both it's the worlds. only time uh, we visited a city where I was like, I don't even want to do the show. I just want to keep drinking and hanging out. <laughs> I just want to hang out in this city. Guess what? We'll do it here. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yay! We'll make this the honky tonk. Um, feel free to get up during the show and drink and heavily tip the bartenders. Just. Be quiet when you do it. You guys have anything to say over there? And we're going to play music halfway through, right? Oh, yes. yeah. There's yes. a whole music Sydney's portion. Sydney's doing a set. And Troy is going to sing. Yep. Uh, and Matthew's on the tambourine. 
I also know how to play one lick on a harmonica. <laughs> Does anyone you. have a harmonica? <laughs> in the key of G. <laughs> you won't kiss me on the lips, but you'll take a random harmonica from the crowd. <laughs> what kind of a mouth. friend are you? Listen, me and the mouth harp go a long way back. I heard that about you, <laughs> sexy bike guy three. <laughs> um, we've got a lot of show to do, and as much as I like this goofing off, this is a business. So, Sydney, take it to the recap. Take it to the recap. You don't know how to do nothing. You know who made that recap graphic? Grant Berger. Three cheers for Grant Berger. For Grant Berger! Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! Also, I want to take an opportunity to say that this is the first time that we have ever had an organized professional live stream of this show. Yes! Thank you to everyone out there that's watching right now. Everybody that's everywhere else in the world, thank you so much for being with us tonight. This is freaking great, including Skid. Skid. Oh, Skid. Hi, Skid. Skid, we miss you. Hi, Skid. He said he's watching. Everyone say, hi, Skid. Hi, Skid. (laughs) Can we all say, just for Skid, can we all say, let's go Mets for Skid. Let's go Mets. Felt like there was some ambivalence. I noticed that as well, Jared. Yeah. Yes, they're fans of the local baseball team. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the National Guitar Picks. What do you guys have out here? Some double A squad. I don't care. Don't tell me. Let's talk about this recap. Crazy rednecks. Our heroes are on a boat, motherfucker. Don't you ever forget. Skid just texted me to say thanks. (laughs) They're on a boat and they're sailing down the River Selen to try and intercept a man who is responsible for putting some of them in an asylum and doing something to them that robbed them of their memories. This man is, of course... Do you get that that on mandolin, everybody? Count Hazerton Lowell's The IV. That's fourth if you don't speak Roman. (laughs) They know that he is heading to the nation of Taldor, to the city of Casimir, in search of a mythos tome known as the Necronomicon. The Count believes that the Necronomicon is perhaps the key to discovering the location of a hidden city called Neruzavan, which allegedly holds three ancient monuments placed in this world millions of years ago by creatures known as flying polyps. I turned 44 on Sunday. Um... And that means I'm one year away from my flying polypic exam. (laughs) 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 Mr. LaValle, I'm sorry to tell you, you are full of flying polyps. (laughs) And and why is your ancient monument growing? (laughs) 
<laughs> Sir! The count decides. <laughs> Why does the count want to find this hidden city? You do not know, but finding him is of the utmost importance. The count discovered where the Necronomicon lies by using a ritual to enter the dimension of dreams. He also found several very specific gifts and then approached a figure known as the Mad Poet who shared the location with the Count of this infamous tome. So while you travel down the river in search of the Count, you have been reading through his journals, reading through his books, enacting the dream ritual yourselves, and going on quests in the dreamlands to find these same gifts that the Count found so that you too may gain an audience with the Mad Poet. You now have two of those seven gifts. Meanwhile, when not taking dream trips, you have been tasked with protecting the boat and its passengers, for the river journey itself is not without its own dangers. It's been a fairly easy job for the first month. But on day 39, you stopped in the Razmiran city of Zur to resupply, and your captain, Skywind Freeling, this fiery little halfling, paid the heavy docking fees, paid the heavy ties to this nation of heretic zealots. Yet shortly after disembarking from Zur, you were accosted by a Razmiran faith barge, seeking more payment. In truth, they didn't want payment at all. They wanted to destroy the least of you and enslave the best of you. A brutal battle was fought last Thursday night live on Twitch. That was fun. And you came out on top, thanks in part to your new companion, a priestess of Saren Ray named Ave Maria. Who is seeking passage to Taldor from Zur. You destroy these cultists, these crazy heretics, and Skywin tells her crew to sink the boat lest the Razmiri people track you down to enact vengeance. But first... You search the boat, and you find the hold is full of men and women forced to row against their will. And several chests. What do you do? You do. We free all of them. Yes. Release their binds. Stand if you can. Can they stand? Are they well, so weak they can't even... You open the, 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 the trap door leading into the hold of the ship and you see them all just like squinting uh, against the light like they haven't seen light in a long time. And, and you can see now from the sunlight coming in uh, that they're like all covered in welts and bruises. And, and one, in fact, looks like it's been beaten to death. This person is just lying at the far end of the hold, still manacled to the floor, and they are clearly dead and 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 when you say whatever the hell you just said uh, <laughs> you weren't listening no one of the men is just like squinting against the light holding his bruised hands up in front of his face and he's like please don't hurt us captain agrop will be back to beat us please just let us be the captain is dead is he really? <laughs> yes. 
We stabbed him several times. And then we just throw his head in the flo- on the floor in front of all of <laughs> oh! That's Captain Agra, all right. I'd recognize his severed head anywhere. Would you, I normally wouldn't offer this, but would you like to kick it? No. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't. I'm manacled to the floor. That was a test, and you passed. You are good after all. Ave walks up to this elderly man, decrepit old man, uh, and she places a hand uh, on his his hand. Oh, oh, it's so warm. And and she says, "You're all right now. I'll release all the manacles. Are you okay? Um, no. What's your name? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and and she looks around." And what's the name of everyone? Yeah. Please. <laughs> yes. <Here>. Yes. <laughs> Just so you know, straight out of the book, there are 14 people in this hold. <laughs> Plus a 15th dead body. Nick, Nick, Nikki, uh, Nicholas, Nick. No. Nicola. No, uh, it's been so long, none of us can remember our names. <laughs> It's worse than I thought. Then you must choose a name and re-enter the world. Release their binds. Help them. Captain Agrup gave us nicknames, and we just went by them. And what are those? Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, they call me the the Edgelord. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when I said that thing about your jokes being like 20 to 30% true? (laughs) Ave says, shh, you're, quiet, too, you're quiet clearly down, too Lord. weak to talk, Edgelord. Please. The Edgelord. The, sorry, the Edgelord. Yes. Uh, can, can we release your binds? Was there a key? Maybe we have a key? Um, the, the key is kept on Captain Agrip's body. I'll check his hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in his hair. Sir Julie. We searched the captain's body. Please. What did you find up there? Says the edgelord. You find a hand crossbow. You find that he's wearing studded leather armor. And you find a magical pendant. A magical scimitar. Oh. All of the raspberry brutes that were supporting him have naval pikes and daggers. So there's eight naval pikes, eight daggers. He also has some keys on him, a ring of keys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ave takes the scimitar. The scimitar, as we discussed actually in the last episode, is the favored weapon of Saren Ray. And Ave is insulted that this false prophet who, who prays to false gods would even carry this weapon. Uh, and she picks it up, kind of like holds it very delicately and then sheaths it into her side and spits on him, on his headless body. Uh, and she looks at the others and say, is it all right if I have them? You're not here. She looks at the others and says, I'm waiting for my moment. Who are you? I'm, Whoa. I'm just... <laughs> Meanwhile, on the Selen Starling, uh, Xantar, king of the Zooks, has had a rough go of it. He traveled into the dreamlands with the party to... Uh, 
go to the Enchanted Forest to try and help them track down a uh, tail of a creature known as a pard. But when uh, back in the material plane, uh, the man known as Fribble Hoss, or Tiny Murder Clown, was <laughs> taken out of the river and brought on board... He went downstairs into the hold, walked down the ritual staircase, and there was this just like, ah, where he replaced you, and you have been exhausted. And now you just, you kind of come to, and you look up, and you see this other boat with bodies, like, limply hanging off the edge, and your crew is there uh, searching. Ah, mm. My exhaustion feels so arbitrary. (laughs) (laughs) It's as if Xantar is in some sort of game. A game played by the gods! I'm going to wander uh, down into the hold of this other ship and be in... Hey, guys, what... Oh, my God! Please don't hurt us. Kneel before Xantar, the first... King of this Your place. new king. Remanacle them. Please, no. <laughs> and we begin remanacling all the prisoners. Oh. No, no. Oh. Stop, my friend. It is the will of Santa. No, it is. It's actually not my will. <laughs> Release these poor people. All beings should be free. And then I stretch in a way that is uncomfortable to look at. <laughs> <laughs> we free all of the people. Yes. Thank you. Can we give you? Can we offer you some food, perhaps? Yes. Water. What do you have? Well, I was going to raid the ship's stores. What do they have here? Oh, nothing. Yes. They ate it all. They were just about to refill. Maybe you have some food on your boat. Of of course we do. Of course, of course. Sir Julie. Of of course. Can we still raid this boat, then? Of course. Yes, you can raid the boat. Skywind comes down, she looks in the hold, and she sees there's 14 people down here, and your boat is very small. Uh, and she says, well, we can't, we can't very well leave these prisoners here on the tribute taker, but this boat needs to be destroyed, and quickly. Even if we sail them to the mainland to liberate them, the Razmiri would then discover them and execute them as deserters. <laughs> ah, fuck, what do we do? I have an idea. Yes. So Julie. What if they come with us to the dreamlands? All of them. All of them. I don't. And they join our party. <laughs> and we d- and we develop deep relations with them and get to yes. know their names. They're there are, real. There names. are enough weapons for each of them to help us in each combat. We start passing out naval pikes. Pikes, yeah. pikes. and daggers. Arm yourselves. <laughs> We're going to fight a war in the dreamlands. (laughs) (laughs) While you've been traveling in the dreamlands, I've been reading your books. And it seems like only four of you at a time can go down there. This is true. I I was shunted back into the waking world. See, he is proof positive that it's a foolish idea. And it makes you very tired. It really does, yes. Captain... Can they fit on your ship? Well, I don't know if we have much other choice because both banks of the Selen here are pretty dangerous. We've got, obviously, the Razmiran nation to the north and then to the south of these isolationist elves of the nation of Kionan. They hold the south. Oh, yeah. 
Nice. Thinkers, Dinky, take them aboard. We'll do as you say, Ave Maria, and we'll give them safe haven for now. The rest of you just clear the hold and plunder as you see fit, and then we need to sink this ship and move on. How far must we go with all of them before we could drop them on the mainland? I don't know. We've got a while yet before I feel like it would be safe. If we're going to save them, I'm not just going to drop them for them to be killed. All right. Why do I talk in her accent? We'll move them to the boat. Are you making fun of me with using my accent? Are you making fun of her, eh? Oh, sorry. I'm. You did it too! What? I talk like this. All halflings talk like this, apparently. (laughs) According to this game. I'll take... The rowers, the rest of you, fend for yourselves. Swim to shore. Atticus is going to move to the chests and yes. uh, examine to start. Okay. Uh, perception. Okay. Uh, to just see if it seems trapped. He's got a ring of keys in his hand. Okay. But he's double checking if there's anything, uh, any defenses. What uh, What are you in perception? Trained, expert, master? Oh, trained. Only trained? <laughs> Only trained. <laughs> Can't make the check? Sucks to be you. <laughs> I shall look too, says Sir Julie. Well, I look, and I rolled a 30. And do I see anything? Woo! You look at the chests, and they appear to be just fine. You've got then, he, the keys. then he starts to try keys. Is it locked? Who tries to just open it? Yep, it's locked. You stick the key in, and it opens. And, uh, and this white light hits his face. And it's just... Oh, the it's, amount... Of magical items inside is <laughs> staggering. Yeah. Staggering. Four spell books, he says aloud. <laughs> it has Marcellus Wallace's soul. <laughs> the soul of Captain Agrip. The soul of Captain Agrip. Um, <laughs> we happy, Zanta? It's, it's loaded with uh, coins, uh, and you assume that these are like. Uh, you know, donations that they bullied from other ships in the area. Um, So you see a ton of money. Uh, You also see a bejeweled oil lamp, uh, a set of ivory dice, which is kind of fun, as nerds. A greater smokestick and a bulky doctor's bag with expanded healer's tools. It's also two moderate antidotes and uh, like a little jar that, oh, not even a jar, like a fucking vial that's marked and it says in extremis. In what? Extremis. Can you spell it? No. <laughs> I want you to fumble with the spelling. Um, what was the first couple things? Money. <laughs> Money. Jeweled oil lamp. Bejeweled oil lamps. A set of ivory dice. Okay. A greater smokestick. And a bulky doctor's bag with expanded healer's tools. Two moderate antidotes. How many coins? Um, I think this is incorrect because it says, I think this is like the one he, uh, it didn't get translated over. 705 gold pieces and 1450 silver pieces. So I'll let you know the actual numbers because that seems way too much for 2A. Fourteen fifty silver. Don't worry about it. I later. mean, they were. I'll tell you later. They were pirates plundering up and down the river. This coast. is true. I kick over the chest. Well, also, I think 
Santar has no need of your wealth. What is wealth to one who can pick fruit from the trees or kill an animal with his bare hands and eat its cartilage? Just this a... wealth makes you weak, and I spit in Atticus's face. <laughs> and then I say, I'm sorry, that was an accident. I coughed. Oh, it's, it is quite fine, my liege. Uh, I, I'm happy to take the coin. Uh, yes, you take all the coins. And, uh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think instead of retranslating it, I think that what we, if it's wrong, I think that what we should do is, like, figure out what we take, and we can do it off air. But I think that a significant portion of it should go to the other ship, to the captain. Yeah. Skyline Freeland. Yeah. Like, or- to say, because she fought in that fight. And I mean, by her goodwill for the rest of the journey, basically. That's the respectable thing to do. Or perhaps to the 14 people who were enslaved on the boat. We could give the slaves some money, right? Well, that's her call. It's not your call. Um, You're not in charge. I think, Captain, could I have a word? The edgelord walks up. Yes. (laughs) No. What? Oh, sorry. I used to be captain of a small fishing boat. What was the name of the boat? The boat was called Party Time. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Skywind, can I have a word? Yes, she pushes Edgelord to the floor. The Edgelord. Sit down. These, These slaves deserve life. They deserve new lives. If we're going to save them and rescue them, we have to give them proper living. I think you should divide some of the coin for them. That is very noble of you. I'm a priestess. Well, you're a noble priestess then. Because I would have taken the money for myself and bought a boat, a new boat. It's enough money for a new boat, even if you split it. You don't know how much boats cost. (laughs) Fair enough. Your lack of nautical pricing is astounding to me. Put that aside. Your lack of human compassion is astounding. All right, we'll give them each a few silver pieces to start a new life. Uh, uh, Double that. How many silver pieces do you want to give them? Enough to start their lives again. Their lives have been taken from them. Ten silver pieces. <laughs> Give them each a sharp rock and a loincloth. Yes. It is all Let they need. Let them survive as predator and prey. This coin will only weaken them. Yes. You're not wrong. And we'll stop at a store. Here's my final offer. We'll stop at a store and we'll buy 14 greeting cards. And we'll all sign it. Give it to each of them with their ten silver pieces. Will we sign in secret so that they don't know the cards are coming? (laughs) There's no reason to decide that now, Sir Julie. (laughs) The Edgelord, take your friends to the Selen Starling. We must sink the tribute taker and move on to the next part of the adventure. Did we open all the chests? You did. Okay. Did we search the boat thoroughly? You did. You searched it. Thoroughly. And can you tell me uh, what that scimitar was again? Just regular scimitar or mad? It's a magical scimitar. Okay. Joe, explain to Sydney how determining magical properties works. I detect, I detect, ma- I detect magic on it. Nope. 
called Identify Magic. You mm-hmm. would use the school that is relevant, which in this case is obviously arcane. Mm-hmm. You sure it's not old school? Uh, Arcana, I should say, Arcana. And mm-hmm. Atticus will identify it. Okay. Let me hold it and look at it closely. 24. Oh, baby. It is a plus one. Striking. Holy wounding. What? Scimitar. Yeah, baby. And I will roll that check over for the pendant because these checks are boring for podcasts. (laughs) It is a greater pendant of the occult. Oh, I want it, please. Does that get your rat dick hard? (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) The Tillis's love that. (laughs) Tillis, Uh, can I just research it online? Sure. Uh, Uh, But I can just fucking tell you. Okay. The pend- if you just had a regular run-of-the-mill pendant of the occult, uh, it is a, a hollow amulet shaped in the form of an unblinking eye. Dude, this is right up your Dude, it's cavity. I love an unblinking eye. Its cavity typically holds some fragment of occult text. Um, while wearing the pendant, you get a plus one item bonus to occultism checks, which will be ha- uh, important in the ritual. And you can cast the guidance cantrip cantrip as an occult innate spell but with a greater pendant of the occult you get a plus two item bonus the pendant grants a plus two item bonus and can be activated in order to activate it it, uh, it's ten minutes to cast a spell once per day you can cast a fourth level dream message spell whoa that is so cool John of the occult Skid, skid has informed me he wants the pendant (laughs) <laughs> oh, come on. Shut your phone off. You're doing a show. He texted all of us. <laughs> yeah. All right. You want to do a roll-off, dude? Skin. <laughs> you want to do a roll-off? <laughs> all right, Skin. We will honor your, your dice roll. Wait, Skin, just send us a video of your dice roll. Yes, I'll watch it here. <laughs> all right, dummy. <laughs> this is pointless. God damn it. You better have paid for that ticket on Mandolin. Oh, I have Skid's roll here. I have his roll. Natty 17. Skid rolled a 15. Oh, oh baby! This is, this is fun, what we this do. This is really fun. This is fun. This we, is fun. Isn't should, technology great? We should do this more often. Yeah. Oh, Skid sent me his... Skid yep. sent me his roll. Oh, he rolled a natural 15. Yeah, natty 15. Well, what else so did, did he you? do? <laughs> Matthew, are you familiar with a roll-off? Oh, right. <laughs> What's your bonus, Joe? <laughs> uh, so you bring all of these people on, uh, the Edgelord, uh, Finger Lakes, Mrs. Fantastic, Basement Betty. I'd like to talk to Finger Lakes. Finger, <laughs> talk to Finger Lakes. Uh, pancake. Chocolate chip, <laughs> wedgie one and wedgie two. Uh, someone who simply goes by the truth. Uh, simple syrup, dimples, uh, d- uh, dead tooth, wet knees, 
I think that's 13. Uh, Scallywag and O.J. Simpson. <laughs> what are the last the names? Juice is loose. <laughs> the juice is loose. <laughs> they only go by their nicknames. It's been so long since they've been chattel aboard the tribute taker, they no longer remember their birth names. The edgelord says, thank you for saving us. O.J. Simpson and I was talking just last night. (laughs) That if only the gods would answer our prayers. He's anxious to get home to his wife. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) You've been gone a long time. She may be dating another man. Matthew, your thoughts? <laughs> I still love it. You're still making OJ jokes. <laughs> You're an old man. He said he's turning 44 on Sunday. <laughs> OJ, she's going to lose her head when she sees you walk through the door. All right. <laughs> you get back to the ship. Can we all get an extra hero point for having to endure this? Yes. Phew, hero points. <laughs> Take your free garbage. Before we go, uh, Atticus is going to take this pendant. Uh, he's looking at the unblinking eye, and he's drawn into its power. It seems to have this, like, when he looks at it, there's this, like, swirling black cloud kind of around it that's drawing him in, and he's he knows its power. And he knows that this is something that he desires greatly. But in order to use it, he'd have to give something up. And he's not so sure that it is right. He looks across at Aldo and he says, Aldo. Aldo. Crikey! (laughs) I forgot I was here! Skid would like you to know that he will peel the pendant off your corpse. (laughs) I bet you he loved those OJ jokes. (laughs) Oh, he's laughing. He's He's going... (laughs) Crikey! What? Aldo, what do you know of the occult? I think I've got a pretty good score in occult. Back when I was a boy, I would read books. (laughs) <laughs> and my mother and father would say don't read those books but I'd keep reading them Aldo you do, know, do you know how you keep your origins so secret yep you won't tell us of the lands you came from you'll never divulge its true meaning to you or to us where are you going with this rat Occultism is the very soul of secrets. It is those things which should not be discovered by any. Because should any truly learn it, it could lead to the destruction of all. But I think you are well suited to this particular art. You should have the pendant. And he gives it to him, but Atticus has this like strange look in his eyes. And it might be that weird shit that... uh. 
Thank you, Alakis. I shall tell Skid to put it on his character sheet. <laughs> so, uh... Joe gave you the pen. <laughs> <laughs> he's texting him. He's on screen. He's watching. It, came, so it, it said, said, it said Joe, Joe gave you depends. Joe gave you depends. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to need him. That comes in handy he's as gonna well. He's going to need him. Just know that Skid was also really complimenting your accent, Troy. <laughs> was he really? Yeah, I nailed no. it. No, he just wrote awful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Atticus has Atticus already has a pendant around his neck, uh, uh, in one that carries great magical powers for him, and so he's he's going to hold on to that. Uh, I realized after the fact, <laughs> but uh, it is it, but it is interesting. Both Atticus and Aldo are both very well trained in Arcana and uh, uh, occultism. You know what I mean? They're, they're trying to use both parts, which I think is awesome for this adventure, for Strange Aeons, because it is so based on occult sort of beliefs and stuff like that. So I'm glad Aldo's taking it. Well, you give Aldo the pendant, and all of you get on to the Selen Starling. You see uh, Fingers O'Toole and Dinky Fuss Tumble and Fanny Kremager. And Spinny, Spinny Powell, Powell and the rest of them, uh, like, just punching holes into the uh, boat. I don't know. They sink the boat. I set it on fire. Burning hands. No. Oh. Skywood oh. says, no, it'll draw too much attention. We'll just punch holes in it and let it sink to the bottom. So everyone's literally just... <laughs> oh, no, we take the pikes. We just stab it, you know, in the hull. And so then... you guys all just go to town on yeah. the, the hull and it, it, you watch from aboard the Selen Starling as it sinks. But now, this tiny little boat is full of people. There are six crew members. There's that older couple, uh, Rebin and Gossa, that are traveling uh, from Ustalov down to Taldor. There's the captain. There's the four of you. There's Aldo. Halster's in the brig. Uh, there's a lot of people on this ship, and it's a tiny ship. So, uh, you know, imagine being on a cruise ship. Uh, I imagine that's awful. This is what this is like. What is, uh, can I ask, what is, what's the bathroom situation? Uh, there's one stall. <laughs> That's not good. I'm not used to having so many people on my boat. If you have to go, just, if it's pee, do it over the side of the boat. If it's poop, do it over the side of the boat. <laughs> what if it's pee and poop at the same time? Heresy. Are you <laughs> Are you okay? Not at the exact same time, but in the same go, you know what I mean. I'm very tired. There's too many people on this boat. Going into my quarters, just do whatever you gotta do. Bye. <laughs> she leaves. And so ends your sojourn in the Rasmiran Nation. Sweet. More days pass and they are uneventful so far. You had a, an attack very early on uh, by some creatures that climbed over the side, and then you had this situation with the Faith Barge. But luckily, the trip down the Selen hasn't been too fraught with danger, which is nice because part of your deal was like, yeah, we'll protect the boat, and you haven't had to do a whole lot. But now with all these extra people on the boat, it's, it's cramped, it's uncomfortable, and, uh, you know, being around a lot of people... 
It can be. Uh, it can lead to a little uh, angst amongst the crew, amongst your team. But you've got work to do. So I imagine you go back to your dream research. You've found the Viscount's signet ring. You've found this blue and purple mottled feline tail. The next thing on the list is a skull of ghoul royalty. The fuck is that? I think it's the uh, the bone structure of the head of a ghoul who is a member of the royal family. Did you read this adventure? <laughs> Maybe. Would you I'm like strangling someone off the side of the boat. <laughs> while they're, while they're trying doing? to... Ah, too many people! Stop strangling people! Oh, and he I'm goes sorry. into the water. I feel fenced in. Too much civilization. Ah! Please! Have, we... you ever, have you ever read the good book, Life of Pi? It's kind of similar. There's like a tiger on a boat, but he befriends a man, and I... Stranded really... in the wilds of the dreamlands, I never learned to read. Oh. Will you teach me, Fuck. priestess? Shit. <laughs> you can mm-hmm. teach him reading... The good book. The good book, The Birth of Light and Truth. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Do you want to read the good book, The Birth of Life and Truth? It's a Saren Ray. You do, do you like Saren Ray? Pretty lady. I know no Saren Ray. The gods we worshipped in the jungle were dung heaps <laughs> or trees with an interesting shape. <laughs> this is going to be very, very interesting. Would you like to, to teach him from my copy? As is customary, I have inscribed the last pages with details of my uplifting adventures. Oh. And sexual conquests. I would hear of these conquests. She flips to the back. You would, but you must read, Xantar. We should start from the beginning. It's very exciting in the back. Yeah, we'll start from the beginning. Teach me. I think the next hour should be role-playing, teaching Xantar how to read. (laughs) The... Cat ran. Sounded out. Sounded out. Good, Santa. That's so good. That's a sentence I made up. Now let's look at the book. (laughs) (laughs) While Ave Maria is teaching Santa, our king of the Zoogs, to read. (laughs) You see the truth consoling O.J. Simpson (laughs) after being choked. It's all right, OJ says the truth. While Wedgie 1 and Wedgie 2 keep to themselves at the stern, and uh, you and Aldo dig into this next dream quest. And over the first 24 hours, 48 hours or so, you realize that Lowell's was researching uh, from three specific books to find out information about where he could find a skull of ghoul royalty. The Codex of Three Prescriptions, the Manual of Silence, and the Unified Manual of Understanding. And so you dig into those books and you hope that during this research, nothing will interrupt you. Because it takes time 
five, six days sometimes. But you start digging in and time passes. And at least for the early part of the research, you are unbothered as Xantar continues to learn to read. Montage. Montage. Reading montage. Uh, Sauron Ray brings her light. I'm doing very well. <laughs> Saren Ray brings her light to all the peoples of Golarion. Mm, that was really, really good. Are you actually reading or are you just looking at the pictures? I'm, I am... What well, does this page say that doesn't have any pictures? I don't know. <laughs> I was guessing based on pictures. This, for, it's been five hours. You haven't learned to read at all? I... Sir Julie? Yes? Trade. I offered once. No, I didn't. That was a different character. A different character of mine offered once to teach a rat to read. <laughs> that was a long time ago. I shall not honor that character's memory. We must to the dreamlands. Atticus, what have you found? This will be very good for you, Zanta. Uh, uh? The dreamlands will give you the space you need to feel less hemmed in. Here's what I have found. Aldo, tell them. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather let my new friend Pancake tell you. So Pancake, a former former scholar turned angler, (laughs) says, here's what I've learned. What was that word? Angler. Fisherman? Fisherman, yeah. I thought the edgelord was the fisherman. I thought the edgelord... They're all fishermen. But Pancake was... Were they all on party time? No, no, no. (laughs) Don't be foolish. The edgelord had a very small fishing boat called Party Time. I'm never going to remember this. I need I already wrote it down, don't worry. I need assistance like George R.R. Martin has assistance for all these dumb names. But Pancake, in this fiction, uh, was a learned doctor that gave up... uh, her life of study to just become a simple angler. Um, but she helps in with this because it's fun. And she says, all right, Aldo, here's what I've learned. According to a folio regarding extra planar undead, Pancake says, the ghouls of the dreamlands are far more social, though no less wicked than their bestial kin in the waking world. They have rich histories and large communities led by royalty. Here, look, says Pancake to Aldo. A discourse on the dread plateau of Leng explains that a more powerful form of ghoul inhabits regions where the dreamlands connect to Leng. Oh, shit. These Leng ghouls are shrewder than their lesser kin. You have fought a denizen of Lang uh, in Iris Hill. So even mention of Lang sends shivers down your spines. After six days of study, you learn the phrase to enact the dreamland excursion ritual to try and find this skull of ghoul royalty. So night falls 
Uh, during any of these days, do we pass anywhere where we can shop? No, any you're supposed to do that. Call. You were supposed to do that Thursday between that session and this session. Talk to me in Atlanta. Night falls on five six. days. No settlements. No, she said it's very unsafe here. Resmir into the north. Isolationist elves of Kionan to the south. What do you think? You're just going to stop in Kionan by sword? You fool. <laughs> <laughs> That was top of Atticus's list. It was a sword. Let's get a fucking broadsword. <laughs> Night falls on day six. Pancake has left you. Let us dream together. And you hold this staircase. Aldo has been the primary caster of this ritual. But now Aldo has um, terrible diarrhea. We hear him like through a closed door. Right. It's like <laughs> over the side of the boat. No, he couldn't make it to the stern either, so it's just trailing on the side of the boat. Yeah. <laughs> There's sharks now. He's chum in the waters. You can't do th- you can't do that. It's not the chum. poop sharks. <laughs> He'll be upon us. <laughs> sharks. <laughs> Mrs. Fantastic and Chocolate Chip are consoling Aldo as he shits over the side of the boat. <laughs> oh! <laughs> it's a real scene, but he cannot take it's part a real in this scene. ritual. <laughs> A ritual that you now know can only include four people, but luckily, Xantar, king of the Zoots, ah. is feeling great. And you have this new religious figure that can perhaps provide you with the light of her god. I never said I was going. Ave, do you, do you understand? Do you understand where we are going? Fuck you eating over there. <laughs> I can't believe you're fucking eating. Can't. Can't you, Joe? Yes, <laughs> she, I can. I she can. has a reputation to protect. I've set a precedent that I will eat into the microphone for every episode. I re- I'm hungry. Little snacks. Do you guys not bring snacks on stage? No, no. no. The idea of playing a role-playing tabletop game and not snacking is like... I can't even fathom it. I can't even fathom <laughs> Skid texted, I knew the diapers would come in handy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Bottle cap. God, he's Bottle cap. Yeah, you know what? It expires at the end of the session. Um, <laughs> oh, all right. Gonna... It expires at the end of Atlanta. Um, <laughs> Ave Maria. Ave, do you, How does it work? Do we just. Do you understand go... what we are doing? Huh? What? She says, I need you to focus. Put down that food. The rations are getting low. I just wanted to buy... All right. This is extremely serious. Oh. Oh. Okay, now Sir Julie gets to are not help. Is that a cheeseburger? <laughs> I need the iron. That pancake is one hell of a cook, I'll tell you. It's good we Ave brought Maria, huh? we are about to enter a ritual which will take all of your focus, all of your divine energies, as we attempt to open a doorway into another plane, a plane of extreme danger, but a plane which your goddess would be very happy to which you are going. As we cross through to this place, which will be overrun by ghouls with a 
new level of power, with a new level of understanding of organization and culture, which makes them much more deadly. Make no mistake, in my life I found nothing more devious, nothing more deadly than an aristocrat. Wait, I'm, I'm confused. Are the ghouls aristocrats? Oh, yes. And he's talking about this book he's been reading about this realm of ghouls that has, like, nobility and, like, royal lines and are ruled by ghouls that, you know, it's very frightening to him. We will need all of your focus and energy. Absolutely. To help us. 100% eat the rich. All right. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, we, we need to then do... Good night. Secondary checks. She goes to bed. Yes, so I'm assuming you will be the primary caster and you'll be using Arcana. Yes. Can you? Can I aid? I don't know how this works because I've never... I'm going to teach spell. you. Just huh? keep eating your Sour Patch Kids and I'll learn you on the ritual. <laughs> I have to look it up real quick. <laughs> You're going to do a religion check. Okay. Okay? And... Xantar has been using survival. Survival. Sir Julie, Sir Julie, you've been using religion as well. That's true. What's your arcana or occultism? Uh, they're the same. What are they? Plus zero. What is your arcana or occultism? Uh, they're the same. Eleven. All right, so you're going to use that, and you're going to use religion. All right. Okay. Historically, my roles for this ritual have been extremely poor. Keep in mind, you have a hero point. Keep in mind, these roles are important. And keep in mind that Joe is now the one making the final roll. I think Nashville Joe has got this shit on lockdown. That's what I think. I'm not worried at all. It's less charming when you refer to yourself in the third person as Nashville Joe. It's, it's fun This when dude over there said it right. He just said simply, no, it's not. I respectfully disagree. It's more fun when they do it. Matthew, shut up and roll. Xantar, <laughs> uh, King of the Zooks. Please give me your survival. Ah, ah, I remember the many nights and days I spent trapped in the dreamlands. The smell of the grass, the taste of the leaves, the blood, the feeling of the blood dripping over my teeth. <laughs> and I roll a 17 yeah! plus 10. 27, 27. Oh, yeah, yeah. Woo! That ah, is a success. Ah. Which means no bonus or penalty. That's great. Ave Maria, you are new to this ritual. Give me an arcana. You want to do arcana or occultism? It's really just flavor since you have both. I think maybe she'll do occultism. After all the talk with the pendant and stuff, she's leaning into it. Yeah, it's getting weird. Okay. All right, here we go. Come on, Sid. Come on. Just hero point. Hero point. Don't even say it. Use a hero point. Hero point. I just want to say, <laughs> I forgot my fucking dice back in New York. All of them. I packed them all in little baggies. I had Norse Foundry dice. I was so excited. Forgot them all. Thank you, Matthew, for giving me some of his dice, but I fully blame any bad roll on his dice. Here we go. Hero point gone. Here we go. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
it's not two ones in a row. It's uh, just a simple eight. No, no, wait, no. Eleven. Eighteen. Is that your final answer? That's an eighteen. That's a failure. Fuck. That is now going to be a minus four to Joe's already garbage check. Really? What is I'm the so critical fail? Sorry. Uh, critical fail. Uh, it was a critical fail? No, that's not a critical fail. Um, but what, what would you roll again? 18. No, you're fine. Uh, that's minus four. A critical fail. Don't worry about it. It's bad. Matthew, give me your religion check. I rolled it when I was commanded to roll, but now I'll role play it. I take my book of life and truth. I skip ahead to some of the pages that I added. It gets spicy. From the the details of my uplifting adventures. And I regale them all. And then I thank Saren Ray because I rolled a 29. I feel like this has been the situation for all three of these. It's a minus four to the roll. Uh, you've got a, a success, a failure, where your minus four comes in, and another success, no critical success, um, which would give you a bonus to the check, but no critical failure. So you get a minus four, and dude, you need to crush. Uh, well, I have a gift here. Okay. There's a gift that I don't even know if it's a die. Is that a diaper? I'm going to assume it is. Is that a marshmallow with It says to drive? Joe from Rachel. Where's Rachel? Rachel? Hi, Rachel. Yeah. It is? <laughs> Excellent. Is it a cheating die? Is it a die that is just all 20s? All, or all, all ones. Side? It's your favorite one. Oh, it's a very pretty green die. Look at that. Oh. And it's real. Oh, it's gorgeous. I love it. Okay. This will be the die. You want to roll it right here? Uh, Atticus, yes. Atticus is uh, not on the occultism this time. It is the arcana. As everyone is putting in their contributions to the ritual, he is doing this series of motions, these things he has learned in the books he's read. He's Dr. Stranging the shit out of this. <laughs> and he's pulling shit Woo! around and twisting shit. And, <laughs> and it starts... <laughs> sparks start to come out of the, the staircase. He, like, looks over, like, as he's, like, intensely doing this ritual at Ave Maria, and she's just fucking up. And he's just like, ah, fucking can't, new guy. I like, follow the moves. I don't know them. Yeah, and she's just not keeping up. She's not keeping up. We're gonna have and to- then I get gazed upon the shapely calves <laughs> of Sir Jeremiah Albatross. The sparks start going <laughs> <laughs> Sour Patch Kids falling all over the floor. <laughs> and he will roll Rachel's favorite die. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to hero point. <laughs> but but it's rough. It's rough. I'm going to hero point. It's bad. it's bad. It's hero point. Here we go. Come on. Come on, Rachel's favorite die. Don't let me down. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, I'll spoil a little bit for them. You have a minus four to this roll, and you rolled a four. It is worse than the role I hero pointed. That gives us a total of a... Rachel, it's not your fault. 
damn it. Damn it, Atticus. That gives us a, a 17. Oh, are you sure? Yes. You're passing that staircase around. It's covered in mud, powdered sugar, whatever Sir Julie put on it. It comes to you and it just shrinks back down to its original size. You lose the day. The next night comes along and you try to enact the ritual again. We'll do it quickly, Santar. Wait. Aldo still has diarrhea? (laughs) He's lost at least 20 pounds overnight. He looks question so pale. Can I cast guidance on Atticus? Would it help at all with the roll to a pl- to get a plus one, or can I? Not? I don't know. <laughs> sure. I cast this time. I look at Atticus and I go, "I'll do better tonight." I I was following the moves and I studied them. I'm sorry. It was my fault yesterday. I'll do better tonight. And she gives you guidance on your little shoulders tonight. We got this. Xantar, king of the Zooks, give me ah, the ah, uh, That time it is... Uh, 22. 22. 22 is a fail. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> um, guidance gives you a bonus for how long? Uh, let me just think about that. Hour. Wait, no. Wait, an hour? Let's say an hour. <laughs> no, we're not going to just say an hour. Well, if it's an hour, Until you're the start all right. of your next turn. Oh, actually. yeah, it's turn-based. Then you can't do it. Because this ritual takes at least an hour. What the fuck? Give me your religion or your fucking whatever occultism. Role. I'm going to do Arcana. Oh, wait, no. Do you want Arcana, actually, Atticus? Does what? it make a difference? Do you want Arcana? Or? I don't care. Here I go. You say Arcana weird. Natty <laughs> <laughs> mm. 15. Yeah. For a 20. Is that a 26? Yeah, 26. All right, that's a pass. Thank God. Oh, thank, thanks, Aaron Ray. Crap at a casa. What do you got? Oh. 20. It's a minus eight to this roll, too. Okay. Wow. What a thrilling show. <laughs> Don't blame me stupid, for your stupid, friend's stupid, bad roll. Stupid game. <laughs> minus eight? Let's, We're just going to do this all night long? Yeah. I, I'm kind of starting to enjoy this. <laughs> let's do it, and let's fail and do it again. All right. <laughs> and you lose. Another day. Wait, Joe, what did you roll? What did you roll? I have not yet rolled. Wait, can I roll Arcana? Or is it like she used it up? Whatever she uses, you use the opposite. It's really just flavor. Mine is the same number. You can roll. Mine isn't. Then roll what you want. So you use use occultism, I'll use Arcana. Get a nat. I'm rolling a different die because Rachel's favorite dice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Rachel. I'm kidding. Rachel. Sabotaging us. All right, Rachel. I will give your die a chance to redeem itself. You know what it was? It was rolling it on Troy's table. Yes. Yeah. It passed through a wall of awful right here. You should be so lucky. 
Minus eight. Cheapers. Here we go. Come on, Nat. What? Sony, get it. Nope. Oh, well, I mean, that's really bad. Because that is, that is really bad. All right, wait. That is a 15. Wait. Can I use Which my... Which is probably a critical fall. Can I use my half-lean luck and have... Uh, you're in 30 feet. How does this work? You're in 30 feet. I'm a half-lean. I have half-lean luck. You can re-roll a skill check or saving throw. You're my ally. How, how often? How many times? What's the... You can just do that forever and... It's a feat. It's a reaction. An ally within 30 feet, if you fail, it can allow the ally to re-roll the triggering check. Not sure if that matters. The, yep. tr- the trigger is a you fail. I'm going to allow it. I'm you sure? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to allow okay. it. Okay. Right. Her mere presence exudes good luck. Yes. Wait, just to be clear, we're re-rolling your halfling luck on the negative eight roll. But she can use it tomorrow when right. we okay. lose yeah, it. Exactly. Yes. You, Here we go. Come on, Rachel. This die. So far, just single digits. Are there any double digits on this die? Are there any double? That's 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 a double digit. We're getting there. Uh, that is a twenty-one. It's still a fail. Good night. Good night, everybody. God damn it. These poor people paid to see grown men roll the same die. Another day passes. <laughs> Aldo. Aldo is in horrible shape. It's <laughs> like, Aldo might die we from dehydration. We got a hospital. No, they're feeding him river water. Well, now I understand the source of his diarrhea. <laughs> All right, you wrap- should see the the wake of the boat. It's it's a horrible scene. <laughs> Looks like the boat is shitting. I think so. This is this is rapid fire. Yeah, knock it out. And I think what we're doing here is trying our goddamnedest to dodge a fumble. I, I mean, at this point, it's more entertaining to me if we keep doing this. <laughs> but okay. Ah! That is... We should have role-played the day. What do you do in the morning? That's a 24, which is a failure. That's a fail. Let me use my hero point. Oh. Let me use my hero point. No. Yes, I'm doing it. What if you roll one? I rolled worse. I now have a 12. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll see you guys in a minute. All right. (laughs) Wait, really? Wait, an adjusted 12? with my bonus, yeah. That's a critical failure. So, Skid has put in a request for a more dignified ailment. I saw that. Uh, the, uh, the dysentery has cleared up, and now he has uh, rickets. <laughs> um, <laughs> damn it. He just can't catch a break, that Aldo. Uh, so, no, oh my God. I mean, we're going to be here all night. It's a minus four to the check, and whatever the success you land goes one step lower. Now, here's why this is bad, because if you just straight up fail again, it goes to a critical failure, which I've now warned you. Would something interesting happen? Yes. Great. Great. Let's do that. Sydney, give me an arcana rule, or call a constant rule. That's going to be a 25. That's a pass. Thank God. Well, now we know. 30. Oh! Oh! An 
another pass. It's only minus four. Joe, you can do this. Minus four and the degree of success goes down by I minus can use half lean luck again. You can do this. Okay, here we go. Come on, Naysville. Woo! Come on, Naysville. Come on. Have a little half lean luck, Naysville. Oh, here we go. Half lean luck. Half lean luck. Half lean luck. <laughs> Oh my goodness! No, uh, no, that's uh, well. Well, it's a twenty-six, so it's a fail. No, twenty-six is a pass. Right, instead it becomes a fail. fail. Becomes a fail. Oddly enough, the next night, it just fucking works. (laughs) Wait, we wore him down. We wore him down. I did it for you, Nashville. I won't do it for Atlanta. You pass the staircase around and it just it just gets bigger and then it drops into the floor. And you walk down that staircase knowing that you will sleep poorly tonight because the game master had to cheat. <laughs> well, don't think of it as cheating. Just do something terrible to us in the dreamlands. Don't worry about it. The four of you go down this staircase, which now appears yet again in the bottom of the boat. You walk down, um, and when you reach the bottom, you see like like multicolored lights in the distance, kind of moving. You reach the bottom, and you find yourselves in an underground cavern of some sort. There's dim light coming from somewhere, maybe some holes in the ceiling um, that's reflecting off of uh, like multicolored phosphorescent fungus lining the cavern walls. And so it gives everything a faint prismatic hue. When you reach the base of the stairs and turn around and see that the stairs are gone, in front of you, you see six ghouls. You fought ghouls. You fought ghouls back at the asylum. You know exactly. They're the worst. Like, and they're like on their hands and knees, and they're chanting in a language that I don't think any of you recognize. Um, but one word seems to uh, jump out at you as they say it over and over again. Uh, they're just repeating it, and the other words are all jumbled. But there's one word that you recognize, and the word is Nyarlathotep. What? Nyarlathotep. <laughs> Behind those six chanting ghouls, you see dozens upon dozens of other ghouls, and they look like they're preparing for battle. You see some of them arranging themselves into strike teams. Others are strapping on makeshift armor, and then some smaller groups are practicing sparring with each other. They look different from the ones that are chanting, a little more badass. They almost have like a dog-like face, like a canine snout. You have very clearly entered into a war camp. As you stand there taking this all in, one of these green-skinned, dog-faced ghouls 
pushes past the chanting ghouls towards you, and he has his hands aloft in a sign of peace. Atticus will mirror it. Hold up both of his hands. His hands. I hold up my hands. Quick, quick, hold up your hands. I'm holding up my hands, too. He puts his right hand up. I put my right hand up. I don't do that. I look at the others like, what are we doing? <laughs> do it. No, be your left hand. Be your left hand. Have you come to answer the prayers of these simple fanatics? Yes. <laughs> there are only two possible answers, so uh, 50-50 shot on that one. <laughs> Maybe. What are your names? I... I'm Atticus Grimm. Do you call yourself? I am Wilkins. <laughs> as ridiculous as that sounds. Jim? Jim Wilkins? Straight out of the book. <laughs> yes, Jim Wilkins. <laughs> the Lengu. I'm Wilkins. What I- are your names? Yes. I am Sir Julie Andrews, Knight of the Dawnflower. The what? Knight of the Dawnflower. Never heard of her. Blasphemy. I thought your name was Sir Julie. That's what I said. Then who's blasphemy? You're the bla... Never mind. Never mind, I apologize. Apologize, Wilkins. I'm done with you. What are your names? I'm Ave Maria. A beautiful name. Thank you, Wilkins. I was still thinking of Atticus's name. What was yours again? (laughs) You could just call me Ave. Ah. And you, I am Xantar, king of the Zooks. A king? They are a surface people. Perhaps they are known to you. I have heard of such creatures. Big long canine snout. The fact that the four of you have come at this moment can only mean that you are a gift from the crawling chaos to which they pray. Points at the six schools. You look to be warriors, and we are at war. Beyond these caverns, lies an underground necropolis that we ghouls inhabited for many years. A few years ago, we abandoned said necropolis to pursue other lands. But when we left our former home, a group of creatures moved in. They are known as Gugs. Oh, come on. Yeah. <coughs> When we lived there, these gunks would not dare to show their face, for they fear the might of the Langools. But the second we left, they moved in. Hate it when that happens. Yes. When we learned of this occupation, we returned here with all haste. Creatures such as they 
occupying our sacred ground is a defilement of ghoul history and tradition. Though we moved on from that necropolis, much of our people's history lies within the walls. A gug occupation is not something we can abide. What say you? You want them exterminated? If you are truly a gift from he to which they pray, then yes, our cabal gathered as many common ghouls as we could marshal on short notice to join our cause to drive out these gugs. And some of these lesser ghouls have been performing these rituals to summon allies. I will admit, we did not think such a desperate ritual would work. But yet here you are, answering the prayers of these commoners. So, will you help us? Oh, I think you need to understand a bit more about the ritual you began. It is not so simple. We do not arrive and do your bidding for nothing. Rituals require great sacrifice, not only in prayer, not only in your physical form. You seek reward like some common mercenary. No, a gift. A gift we must bring to those gods we serve. Is not the feeling of knowing you preserve the sanctimony of our history enough? Fine, I will give you a gift. Ten Chrysoberal gemstones. A king's ransom, if you ask me. But fair compensation for your mercenary service to our cause. You misunderstand me. Do I? As if there is something worth... Gold, a coin. Money means nothing to us. Money means nothing to us. Wealth makes you weak. Wealth makes you weak. I have said it my whole life. (laughs) You must understand, we are not the end. Beyond us, there are others who demand more. There are the gods that oversee all of us. You speak in riddles, rat. They are not interested in your coin. They want your skull. Rhubarb, 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 rhubarb. Silence! (laughs) You want my skull? Do not play games with me. You know the skull of which I speak. Do I? Oh, I think you do. Give us the skull of your king to desecrate as we deem fit. (laughs) Santa, just give me a moment. Just one fucking moment, please. (laughs) He turns to the guy, he's like, he's so good at just slaying gucks. Like, so good. Trust me. <laughs> We'd seek not to defile your king's skull. On purpose. We sing to give it grit. What's in blasphemy say? You're not helping either. What did blasphemy say? A true 
follower of your stinky God would would be a defiler. Santar. Be a desecrator. There's something over there that I have. I'll to go. Show I'll go over you. in the corner for a little while. <laughs> we are an army. This army includes no nobles that I know of. I would gladly offer you their skull for your aid. But such a skull that you seek does not exist, however. He leans to one of his advisors. My attorney has given me... (laughs) Puts his hand over the microphone. However, (laughs) the Plaza of Bones ahead contains a mausoleum of a Lengul hero named Scarcrim Faust. He was a ghoul prince that was destroyed many years ago. Now who knows what the Gugs have done since their occupation. But this mausoleum should contain Prince Scarcrim's skull. If you are indeed a gift from the gods, then help us, and the skull shall be your recompense, you sick weirdos. <laughs> Says the green-skinned ghoul. With a canine snout. Everybody roll a perception check to sense motive. I'm gonna. I want to sense motive. Yeah, try and sense motive here. <laughs> Just an idea I came up with. Yeah, that's smart. Twenty six. Twenty eight for Sir Julie. Twenty one for Avi. Are you guys all in the twenties? Cool. <laughs> Seventeen for Atticus. Everyone except Joe and Rachel failed. I mean, succeeded. Um, Team Joe and Rachel. Team Joe and oh Rachel. God. They failed. Santar, uh, Ave, and Sir Julie, you notice during this talk of skull swapping, uh, there's some, like, ghouls in the back who are just, just like, muttering. You there! Discontentedly. Oh, in the back. Oh, Speak your peace. I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> we will only speak to the rat. <laughs> Go on. They were talking. They were talking to me. We're the same height. Are you talking to him or to me? What? What do you want to know? What are you muttering about? We're sorry, we're so used to shitting off a side of the boat. That's not important, that's not important. (laughs) The ghoul seems reticent to speak up and uh, goes up to Jim Wilkins and uh, whispers in Jim's ear and... uh, Jim's like, many years ago, the skull of a ghoul queen was taken from a similar mausoleum. The thief was never caught, but 
We ghouls are wary of outsiders looking to essentially commit the same crime. Now, the difference being you are not outright thieving, just asking for it as recompense, but still, it rubs my people the wrong way. How dare you, outsiders, when you called upon us to come down and fight your wars for you. We can go back empty-handed and you will be left to your own devices. Decide amongst yourselves what you'd prefer. Her emblem glowing on her chest. Should you help us clear the plaza of bones? The skull is yours. And you can see that not everybody is psyched about this, but Jim Wilkins has spoken. (laughs) Come, let's go. We shall depart in a few minutes. It's a four-mile journey to this erstwhile necropolis. As we get closer, we will break into smaller strike forces to assault the city from different directions. I will direct you four to the Plaza of Bones before we pursue our own attacks. Or, perhaps, each of us commands... No, we decided it while you were in the bathroom. Separately, in different parts of the city. I, like... I won't fight with someone if I don't know their name. What are the ghouls' names? <laughs> There's Pancake and Wedgie 1 and Wedgie 2. <gasps> oh, Jason. And, you, and then we wake up and we see. Pancake. I had a dream. And, and you, you were there. there. And, and you, you were there. there. And you. <laughs> you were there. And you were a langool. <laughs> uh, all right, let's rock. All right, come. I like the idea of dividing up and leading our own strike forces, though. Yes. Yeah, he disagrees. Um, <laughs> he explains to you that the Plaza of Bones is very narrow. Leaning an entire army in there would be foolhardy. A strike team of four like you would be better while they do a sort of pincer john around the back. What if Just we, quick what if question. We want to do Does he john? say pincer john at any point? Uh-huh. Frequently. Atticus is like, I like this guy. <laughs> When the pincer John ends, we will see you back at the John. At the John. Let us away. And so you fucking trek with and this so it's army sh- of ghouls. Come on! An army of ghouls. Marching music. Yeah, I get a marching music. She wakes up in the morning. Is that ants marching? The week as the week begins. Wide shot. Just four of you in the army of fucking ghouls. You walk for miles, three, four miles until they give you the sign. We're going this way. You're going this way. Let's go to the map. Paizo maps, they get the job done, sure, right? But we have upgraded our map game. 
met a gentleman in Seattle? Or was it Portland? Seattle? You know? I trust you. <laughs> and uh, it was the VIP after party. He said, yo, let me show you these maps. And uh, he whipped out his dick. No, he showed me his <laughs> cheaper. And I said, I'm listening. No, he, uh, <laughs> let's go to the back room and look at these maps. No, he, uh, he showed me some maps. And they My were etchings. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> showed me these maps and they're amazing. So uh, shout out to Dave M who has upgraded our map game significantly. We're not on the map. You do I know to, you're not on the map. You do have to put our characters on the map. I have you when on you, the map. Troy, when you say let's map, go to the map, you should have the map. He's scrolling furiously. I'm just hey, making sure that everything is the way I want it to be. Hey, Troy. Hey, Matthew. I, I don't have the map yet. You don't have the map yet? Oh, okay. Uh, Let me just refresh. I now, Troy is just logging onto the Wi-Fi right now. <laughs> <laughs> the map. What's the password again? It's <laughs> sexy bike guy three. <laughs> Let's go to the map. Ben has some legs. Take it to the map. Take it to the map. Oh, do we have the map? Yeah. Before we throw it up, I Matthew, it. is it actually pretty it's, sweet? It's yeah, it's, it's pretty it's sweet. Pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. Oh. Oh, that is pretty freaking sweet. If you saw the one in the book, it sucks. This one's awesome. There's Atticus, Xantar, King of the Zoogs, Ave Maria, and Sir Oh, but you don't know how to do maps for a show. You forgot. What? You gotta leave room around. Come on, man. It's amateur hour. The promenade ahead of you is 30 feet wide and 20 feet high. There are two columns of pillars marching down the center. You see more of that multicolored fungi along the ceiling that bathes the entire passageway ahead in this eerie, multicolored glow. The floor looks to be scattered with cracked bones that seem to be more numerous deeper into the cavern. But it's just us now. No other ghouls, just the four of us. Strike Team Delta. In fact, you can hear the sounds of battle in the distance as they are going into other corridors. Do you have some, like, sounds of battle in the distance that I asked you to prepare earlier this week? (laughs) It's literally on this computer, and this computer can't do it. I can make some with my mouth. Yeah, 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 Jared, do it. Clang, clang, It's like we're there. Ah. I'll tell you what we don't have. We don't have distant sounds of the ghoul versus gug battle. We definitely don't have that. (laughs) We're never going to make it in this business till we do. You see this promenade leading deeper and and, uh, eventually it just goes into darkness. Come friends, let us perceive ahead of us and then forge a path. Perception check? Yeah, all of the columns are... As you're as you start to focus on them, they look to be carved uh, to resemble like multiple intertwined skeletons of humanoids, animals, and some creatures that you don't recognize at all. And it's just uh, obviously you can't see it here, but like that's what the pillars are made of—just like skeleton upon skeleton upon skeleton. Some things you recognize, some things you don't. So Dave M didn't want to do that work. 
How dare you? Dave oh, Emmett's a saint. Wow. Dave I'm Emmett's kidding, a saint. Dave. Matthew. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's more of a cartographer than you'll ever be. <laughs> Brandon's over there like, wow. <laughs> that is incredibly rude. All right. Sorry, I yelled. Come on, Sir Julie. Get your ass up there. You're the one. Go. I perceived and I rolled a 31. Ooh. A 31. What are you looking for? Anything up there that might hurt us. Mm. Mm. What does she perceive ahead? <laughs> what are you looking for? I'm looking for bugs. How many are there down here? One. Little centipedes. Two. Ooh. <laughs> Three. Three. Uh, actually, Atticus will exploration mode just detect magic constantly. Okay. What did you roll there, um, Blasphemy? 31. 31. So, Sir Julie, you are uh, kind of in the vanguard there, and you, you look ahead... You look at these first two pillars. Think like never-ending story. It's kind of like staring at you. It, they don't even look like one thing. They look like tons of things, but they all seem to be staring at you. But as you look further into the cavern, the pillars all look like they're moving ever so slightly. Mm-mm. All four of the ones in the back have a... like a, You just see with your... like fucking world wound eyes like slivers of movement from each pillar I uh, communicate this to the others in our pre-established hand symbols combat hand symbols what does that look like (laughs) and Atticus's detect magic yes Atticus's detect magic you detect no magic. I would say it was an illusion, Sir Julie, but I detect no magic. Come, let us let us advance together. Advance. Xantar wants to like crawl really quickly and then kind of hide behind each of the columns as he goes, <laughs> and kind of climb up on them and hump them a little bit. <laughs> It looks like he's humping them like a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Just a tasteful amount. Yeah. Can... Well, he's really, he's, he, this is really how he reconnoiters, but it looks a little bit like he's humping the columns. Xantar <laughs> walks up to that first column, humps it a little bit, walks up to the second column, humps it a little bit more. Sir Julie is watching this go down, and it seems like there is something else in the room with you, and in fact, during one of Xantar's thrusts... Oh, God! Several beings come to life. And by several, I mean four. Ah! Whoa! Those aren't guns? Three of the columns have these... They're horrible! They're horrible. What I know the fuck what is that, that is. Is there a naga? Is this like a skeletal it's naga? Like these, like serpentine skeletal creatures. Oh. Uh, they're all wrapped around the pillar, and as Xantar's going at it, you see a head come around and stare at him. But that's nothing compared to the back of the room, where a large creature that looks like this. Oh, do it again! Do it again! <laughs> 
Uh, did Joe fuck it up? I clicked uh, right at the wrong time. Dun, 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 crank. There she oh. is. Oh! What the fuck? It's like a mass of hundreds of skeletons all together tied with sinew and muscle, and it comes to life. Roll for initiative. Dude, that artwork is amazing. Hey, Nashville, you want to go long tonight? You want to go long tonight? We don't have skids drop, so we got to sing it. We're going long. We're going long. So get your lights, because we're going long. We're going long. We're going long. So get your lights, because we're going long. Yeah, Nick Lowe. We miss you, Skid. Little known fact, originally written by Thomas Rhett, that song. Uh, Sir Julie, what's your role? Thank you. A 16. 16. It's a natural Poops. one. Salad. A salad full of poop. Atticus. 24. 24 for the rat. Ave. I rolled a tw- uh, 29. Tw- 29! Welcome Excellent. to the show. Ave. Excellent. I'm ready. Santar, king of the zoo. I rolled a f- two for a 14. <laughs> oh. oh, no. All right, Ave, you get the jump on this horrible situation. What do you do? Uh, she is going to run. She was right behind Sir Julie, um, and she, seeing that Xantar, king of the Zooks, is in trouble having just humped a skeletal centipede. Uh-huh. She is going to run up next to him uh, and just slice with her new scimitar, which doesn't really matter because it has wounding and this is a skeletal centipede. Um, but she's going to slice at this thing. A little slice? Yeah. Okay. Slice away. Fuck. It's going 11. 11 total? 11. That rolled a natural one. <laughs> that's you really need to say natural one. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I know you're new here, but that's no. a fan fumble. I'll pick a city. Nashville. 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 <laughs> you're welcome. Oh, dear. Nashville. Did you guys get those Nashville t-shirts? Yeah. Hey! Shout out to Carl who made that. Uh, Thanks, Carl. Thanks, Carl. Nashville fan fun bony. I hope, I hope this hurts me. I hope this puts me out of the whole fight. <laughs> uh, okay. You, you Ironically enough, there is not a Nashville Tui melee fumble. You fucking uh, freeloaders! But there is one uh, from Patrick from Atlanta. Pat? Yeah, Hi. Pat from Atlanta. A little Patrick? too soon. Uh, where we're going... We need confirmation rolls. Oh, no. You swing your attack at 88 miles an hour and travel back in time in a quick but legally distinctive way. (laughs) For the next 1d6 rounds, you can only crit by rolling a natural 20 and confirming via Pathfinder 1st Edition rules. Ha ha. Yeah, correctly singing the chorus of Johnny B. Good halves the duration. Six fucking rounds. Can you sing the chorus of Johnny B. Good? Can you do it first? That's true. There's nothing in the there's nothing in the text that says we can't sing it for her. Oh. Go 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 go
Johnny be good. 12 rounds. Johnny be good. 12 rounds. <laughs> wow. Can't believe we all knew the lyrics. It only asked for the chorus. Um, <laughs> you moved, you attacked. You're, you're done, dude. Yeah. What else do you want to do? You can attack. I can attack again. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know what? I did so bad on the first. Nothing yeah. could go wrong this time. The only way to go is up. Sydney, what are you doing to my dice? <laughs> no, you did not. What? Really? You did not. I rolled a two. Oh, okay. What? Well, That still might be a fumble. Matthew, you gave me your worst dice. I rolled them all and gave you only the ones that rolled over 15. There's no way. There's no way. There there is a Joe die over there. You snuck one in? I did. You son of a bitch. Can you give me the total, please? It's seven. Seven? Which one? Which one? Take it back. This one I just rolled. Take it back. That is the two. Ugh! Joe, I need another fan fumble. No, we don't fan oh, fumble. Oh, because it wasn't a one, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so just a, you're just a mess. So describe to me how you get up there and completely botch this <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Story-wise, this is not good for Ave because she is against the undead. And now she's leading an army of ghouls in a battle for a fake god that she's... She's off her game because she's like, this is against... Saren Ray. Like, this is against everything I believe in. I'm placating for this dreamland. What is going on? And then a giant skeletal snake showed up, and she was like, I'm fucking done. Swipe, swipe! And missed. Terrible. Really embarrassing for your first show as part of the tour, too. I think... I think I'm making it interesting, but go on. Thank Maybe you. you should see if there's some flights out of Nashville tomorrow morning. <laughs> Jeepers! Wow! Holy shit! <laughs> Jared! Holy shit! Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, this is what it's like, Jared. This is what it's like! We'll send you back down to the minors so fast. <laughs> You'll be playing for the Nashville Guitar Picks tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> Atticus Grimm, you're up! I'm already up? Yep. Before all the enemies? All right, I'll uh, go. All right, I'm going to start with a... Ho, 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 ho. Here we go. I'll start with a knowledge check. I think i got to try to figure out what's going on here. Okay, what are you uh, trying to gain some knowledge on? Well, since I, as a player, already know uh, the snake undead things, I'll go with the other guy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I will. I'll go with the guy in the back. That horrible creature. I want to see if I know what it is. So mm. would this be religion? Um, you could try Relige. What is it? Is it Arcana? You're making some gross assumptions here. Uh, is it Occultism? Uh, I think it's Dungeon... Well, no, well, not Dungeoneering, but what is the... Fucking 2E, you just roll whatever you want, and I'll tell you. Uh, okay. Arcana <laughs> it is. Arcana, sure. Great. All right, Arcana. Uh, that is a 31. Mm, good roll. Uh... It is a creature known as a bone golem. Oh, it is not undead. It is oh. a construct. At least it doesn't have the undead trait here. Uh, you rolled thirty. I can give you a, a, a good piece of piece of knowledge here. It's immune to magic. However, uh, golems have uh, this thing called golem anti magic. This is going to be important, I think. And for this motherfucker, he is harmed by Sonic. 
and healed by negative and slowed by cold. He's, oh, he's healed, really? by, healed by negative energy. This is Joe's role, not yours, Matthew. Oh, really? Very interesting. Uh, Atticus... Atticus is going to cast Levitate on himself. Hmm? Nope. Aren't the ceilings like 15, 20 That'll get past the Gollum anti-magic. That doesn't exist. Uh, (laughs) Wait. Cold slows him, but he's immune to magic. Oh, well. Well, there are certain magics that do harm him. He is immune to all other forms of magic. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, Yeah, this is kind of a tight window, so... You have two actions left. All right, two actions left. He is just going to uh, attempt to pull down a physical piece of the column that uh, the creature that is wrapped around it and attack, well, could attack Sir Julie is on. So the creature right in front of Sir Julie, the undead snake thing, he's going to pull a piece of that stone column mm. and try to crush the bones of this creature, mm. uh, knock it out of, uh, of alignment so that it can't hurt so Joel's natural 17. Oh! Oh! It's a thir- 32 to hit. That is a critical hit. Oh! Yes! Get it! What Holy kind of damage shit. is this? What's that? Is this bludgeoning damage? It is bludge, yes. Might do a little extra. Oh, oh. this is all working out well. Might. <laughs> Might. I didn't even have my Might. die ready because I wasn't expecting to even hit. All right, here we go. Uh, oh! oh! <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, that is... Oh, my God. Hold on a second. I need a second. Uh, it really is. Success. It really is. It's... Uh, uh, that is 46 points of bludgeoning oh, yeah! damage. Sixes and a five, and another on 4d6 plus four doubled. Oh my god! Atticus! Does it turn to dust? It immediately turns to dust. Destroyed one shot. Column crushes it. Column crush. You get a bottle cap for succeeding at the basics of the game. C magic missile. Are they, you? <laughs> it is the bone golem's turn. Uh oh. Cool. <laughs> it is cool. It is cool. What gets my bone golem? <laughs> Don't. Enough. We, we got the joke. Don't need to finish the sentence. He like moves off of oh, the that pillar. Was pretty good. You like that? And he just reaches out his hand. Shut up. In the mirror he reaches out his hand up. and he just like call something from the ground and around Sir Julie just like these shards of bones start to erupt from the ground to form a cage around her just like 
Uh, give me a fucking. Uh, actually, I'm going to roll an athletics check against your Fortitude DC. What is your Fortitude DC? Fortitude plus ten. Uh, that would be. Oh no, the pressure is on. I know. Where's my Fortitude? I'm looking for my athletics. Minimize. Well, you know, uh, the longer you take, the better it is for me. Twenty-three. Oh, it's about time. <laughs> 23. Good thing I found my athletics check <laughs> while you were wasting time looking for... Here it is. 28, you're grappled. Oh. Uh, so this thing just... And you are trapped in a bone prison. What are my options, Wallet? Well, when prison. it comes to your turn, we'll talk about your fucking options. In the meantime... It's Sir Julie's turn. <laughs> Let's talk about your options. <laughs> you can attempt to escape by using an acrobatics, athletics, or attack bonus as the roll. Whatever's best for you. Acrobatics, okay. athletics, or... But that counts as an attack. For your uh, multiple map. attack penalty, I call it a map. Um, you can do that. Uh, you can attempt to destroy the cage as well by hacking away at it. You don't know how much time that's going to take. You assume there's probably a bit of a hardness to it, sure. as well as an AC, a certain amount of hit points. Those are your options. So I can just try to. I'll try to escape with, and I'll use my attack bonus. Did you put the grappled condition on your character? Indeed I did. Actually, it's called the grabbed condition in Pathfinder 2 e Troy. I don't need your life story. Just tell me what you want to do. I'm going to try to escape using my attack bonus. Okay. Which is the best of those options. Great. Uh, that's going to be a 29. Fuck. <laughs> yeah! 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 The cage crumbles into bone shards. As you just fucking He-Man out of there. Ah! <laughs> bone shards fly across the room. What a waste. Okay, what that action. was awesome. Then I shall stride up to the bone golem. Remove the grab condition. Oh, thanks. Help yourself out. Appreciate that. You stride up to my bone. And I'll take... <laughs> and I shall take my... My uh, my first attack, which will be my second, in terms of math. Mm. Uh, that is a natural nineteen, so that is going to be a thirty to hit. It's pretty good. What kind of weapon you got there? Great sword. Mm. It's is great. It? Is it? It's great. Great. Roll damage. Alrighty, and it's not undead. We established that, right? Mm-hmm. Great. Get him, Sir Julie. All right, that's just going to be 18 points of damage. Woo! Doesn't look like all that goes through. Really looks like you barely do any uh, damage to it, and you look pathetic in front of your friends. I just ripped myself out of a bone prison. That was cool, but what have you done for me lately? (laughs) (laughs) What did you do with your third action? Exactly. Uh, I I moved. One of the snake things turn, and one of them is the one that was wrapped around the pillar that Xantar was humping. So it will go after Xantar. Ah! The deposed king of the Zoogs. Uh, and you see the first thing it does 
this will be fun. Three action thing. This is how you know it's going to be badass. It sees you, and while you were humping it, if it, if there was a mouth, if there was a mouth to it that like still had skin on it, it almost looks like it's smiling, like it likes it, and it starts fucking dancing rhythmically to your thrusts. And all of you, whatever you're doing, you just can't help but look at this thing. Don't get the rules wrong. Everybody. established that Xantar is easily hypnotized. (laughs) Each creature that witnesses the dance must attempt a will save. I didn't witness it. You see it. I'm not looking at it. Did you tell me you weren't looking at it? I tell you where my character looks. He's looking at the battle of Sir Julie and the golem. I'm currently looking at the bone golem. I'm probably looking at it because I did just try to hit it. Thank you for playing the game. Whatever. Unlike these guys. Whatever. (laughs) We're having a good time. So, Santar, King of the Zoogs. We'll save 26. We'll save 30. I wasn't lying. I just forgot. Quick question. Did you lie about that? (laughs) Here's the good news. Confused. You rolled a 30? Yeah. Fucking liar. Oh. You are... Patty 16, I did, I did. You are unaffected and temporarily immune from this dance of death for 24 hours. Great thing about 2E, a success. Sounds great, right? Still a penalty. The creature is unnerved. You're unnerved by the swaying, and you are flat-footed until the end of the creature's Me? next turn. Not no, you. I am. Oh. You are flat. My feet are flat. It sounds like, Ave, it sounds like you critically succeeded. You did critically succeed. Thank which, you for which telling me. you didn't mention. Yeah, thank you I for telling me. I did say that. Joe. No, You're you immune for 24 hours. Now, it's the other one's turn, and it doesn't want to dance. It wants. It just wants to. <laughs> <laughs> the Tillises brought their children. That's why I stopped. Thank you. All right, this is going to be fun. It is going to... I'm going to kill one of Matthew's characters again. It's good to one of? I only got the one. Slide up to Sir Julie. I've killed so many of your characters. That's true. Slide up to Sir Julie and just go to bite you with its second action. Come on, baby! Poop. <laughs> 20. Miss. Yeah! Woo! Yeah! All right, uh, all right. I'll try it again. This is this is not good here. Oh man, if I you're lucky. If I hit with this, bad news bears. Another miss. Okay, so that one of these creatures has been turned into dust. It is Xantar, king of the Zoog's turn. Xantar, ah, Xantar is going to stride twice around this pillar. One, two, three, four. He has 20 feet of movement, but then he's going to strike twice so he gets to the other side of the big boss man. The bone, Ooh, the bone nice. golem. Flanking! Flanking! Flanking with Sir Julie, and he looks at Sir Julie like, ah! Wow. <laughs> well put, your Can grace. You really reveal more of the uh, and then he question. swings his great club right into the parts that look soft. <laughs> oh yeah, get that bludge John going. Let's yeah. go with a bludge John. Yeah. All right, that was oh god. Uh oh. Uh, I rolled. I rolled not well. Uh, oh man. Twenty one. 
21. It is flat-footed. Oh. Uh, however, because of the flanking, that is not a hit. Oh. Uh, did you rage? Oh, God, I forgot to rage. Well, I needed all that movement. I'll rage next turn. Okay, okay. But you, So you moved, attacked. But you had to double move to get over I had there? to double move because I have 20 feet because I'm a stubby-legged dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> it's round two. It's Ave Maria's turn. Come on, Ave Maria. All right. And she sings that every time she goes, and now it's canonical. Thank you. Uh, Sheboygan. She doesn't want to do this and hurt her allies. Go on. I like it already. But she's going to do this. You see her reach into a pack on her belt beneath her armor, and she pulls out a small vial and quickly prays to Saren Ray, and it glows this, like, yellow, fiery glow, and then she just chucks it at uh, the bone golem. I'm going to say this spot... There's no way to miss my allies, but I'll say this... Uh, I'm not clicking. This spot directly behind the, go- the okay, golem. Right, right behind there. the golem. Uh... And you have to make a reflex save for every character. So I'll let them make their own saves. Your friends. Wait for us too. So yes. how oh far is boy. the uh, radius on this, John? Did you just fireball us? Thirty. No. Thirty feet. Okay. All right. So uh, that's everybody except Atticus and you. I think. Except Atticus and, and Ave Maria. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So everybody roll. Love it. <laughs> Sit, I got you. Sit. Love it. You guys ran into battle, and this was a great idea that I had, and I won't give up on it. All right. No All right. Problem. I'm going to roll for the two uh, snake. Oh, sorry. 20, 20 foot burst. 20 foot burst. 20 foot so, burst. All right. Well, gonna I'm going to say it's still, you could aim it in a way that's going to, if you want to attack all three of the enemies, yeah. it's going to attack Sir Julie and Xantar as well. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so Sir Julie and Xantar, you roll a reflex. I'll roll a reflex for my three guys. I suspect yeah. I critically failed. Oh, no. Awesome. First, snake guy rolled a... 21. The second one rolled a 18. Fail, fail. Fail, fail, fail. 13 for Sir Julie. That's also a fail. 19 for Xantar, King of the Zoo. That's also a fail. What's the DC? 24. So that's a critical fail. A critical fail fail for Sir Julie. Uh, And one of my snakes critically failed. What did you roll? I failed. I rolled a 19. 19 is just a regular fail. And then the bone. Come on, dude. 31, dude. Fuck! That's the one I really wanted. It's surprisingly spry for a bone golem. Bone golem. This was a vial of holy water, and I am casting Holy Cascade. But don't worry, it deals bludgeoning damage. So there is, basically, it's a tiny vial, and as it explodes... A huge cascade, like a tsunami wave, comes out of it and hits all of the enemies, dealing 3d6 bludgeoning to them. And And not only to undead, to living creatures as well. To living creatures, 6 extra d6 to positive damage to the undead. But we don't know if they're undead or not. What's the yeah, they the don't golem the, is not undead. They don't have the undead undead trait on here, but that's Are fiends. they fiends? They're golems. They're golems. Are they fiends? Constructs. Come on. Stop. Uh, so it's just 3d6. All right, 3d6. But they could be weak to bludgeoning, which would do a little extra damage. Yeah. And one of them critically failed, which would be double damage. So that'll be 11 flat. So double flat. for the ones and so then... So 22 to the one that critically fl- failed. Yep. Plus its weakness to bludge. 
The other one took 11. That's its weakness. I like sorry, it. Sir I like Julie. it, Sid. I think it's good. Well, I mean, sorry, Sir Julie. That was. Well, you just got to heal Sir Julie. You're a healer. Come on. Ow. I'll just. You can she eat. goes, oh, I'll get you on the rebound. <laughs> Why, Ave Maria? You're, you're, you look really wet. I'm so sorry. Why? I'm sorry. Do you have any actions left? Ave? Uh, I, I can move, but will I? Wait, forgive me. Did this damage Xantar? Yes, sorry. So how much? Eleven. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> forgive me. Did this damage Xantar? Uh, <laughs> you dare to damage your king? She makes this huge wave and then she takes a five foot step up in between these uh, two. Actually, she'll go right next to Sir Julie. Badass. Uh, and she just, again, unsheaths her scimitar and just says, Come at me! And looks at the worms. Atticus Grimm. Atticus Grimm is going to slide into the shadows at the corners of the room. Slide, slide. Slide, slide, slide into the shadows, giving him a clear view of the bone golem some 20 feet away. He's then going to begin the hand motions and the casting jaws that are needed for uh, Ray of Frost. He's going to oh. cast a Ray of Frost at the bone golem. Rachel, son of a bitch. <laughs> you have one more chance. Is it Rachel? Don't be an asshole, Rachel. (laughs) Don't ruin it. We will have you escorted out. I actually should see if it's a roll. It is a roll. I thought it was. Okay. Okay. Here we go, Rachel. Natty 18, Rachel! Rachel! Yo, this is what Rachel does when she's excited. (laughs) Oh, dude, come on. Well, he's going to have a higher AC. That is a 33. 33 is a hit. Yeah! Okay, Okay, that's good. That's good. So it's magical damage. Uh, I mean, that is is pretty good for what it is. Uh, That is 16 points of cold damage. Okay. Here's what happens. He doesn't take any damage because he's immune to the magic, but he is slowed by the cold. Yes! Um, yes! So he loses an action next round. Loses an action is, next is round. Is it just for one round he slowed? I believe so. You okay. look up your... Oh, you should thing. look it up. It's your job. It's your spell, so it's your spell. Um, no, it has nothing to do with my spell. It has to do with his weakness. His weakness? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. It, is he slowed for one minute? Or it just slowed? says slowed by cold. For one minute. Cool. <laughs> He's slowed by cold. It could be for the rest of his life. Is that your entire turn? That is my entire turn. It is the Bone Golem's turn. Bone Ah. Bone. He's done his bone prison. And it was not great. So if there's any consolation, I did not enjoy the experience. He is going to drop some bony fists on you, Sir Julie, but they're spiked as well. as like shards of fucking femurs and other bones. First attack. 27. Miss. Come on with your miss! Full play, man. Shit stack. All right, here we go. Oh, 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 30. That hits. There we go. You forgot the multiple attack penalty. I took the multiple attack penalty. I rolled really well. Liar! Uh, (laughs) Fraud! That is going to be uh, 14 points of bludge 
plus 1d6 bleed on your turn from oh. the shards of bone in his fist. Oh. Damn it. Shards of bone in his fist. And then he is going to uh, End just... his turn immediately. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah! Because he is slowed. It is Sir Julie's turn. Sir Julie! Sir, Sir Julie, you're surrounded by uh, snake skeletons and a bone golem that punched you with his bony fist. I've been in situations I liked better. Now give me the bleed damage. Thank you for being honest. You take two points of bleed damage. Okay. All right. So first action, uh, Sir Julie is going to lay on hands. Um, does that end the bleed effect? Yes. Awesome. Uh, second action, Sir Julia is going to take a swipe at this at the snake uh, to her left. Okay. You should know that's a cold-hearted snake. It's cold. He don't play by rules. Nineteen to I'm hit. Just kidding. There are lots of rules. Nineteen to hit. Nineteen to hit. Natural three. The cold-hearted snake is a miss. Embarrassing. I'm going to use a hero point. All right. Is it too late? You already used it, didn't you? I did not. I... You know what? Please, for the good city of Nashville, use your. Yeah! We call them bottle caps, though. It's proprietary to the Glass Cannon Network. Twenty-seven to hit. Now we're talking. Yes. Yes. Heroes. Are they? Are they undead? It matters. Uh, no, it doesn't say that they are. It's crazy that they're not. I mean, look at this thing. Nope, clearly not. Undead. No, no, no. It's not. It actually isn't. It's, it's a construct. It's con- yeah, they're constructs. They're constructs. Which one of the things bones. that makes them so hard to beat yeah. is because yeah, they're they're constructed by some constructed of energy. Seven dead bones. Seventeen points of damage. Seventeen points Woo! of damage. Woo! Not bludgeoning. Uh, no, not bludgeoning. Unless you get a versatile John. I mean, it can do piercing or slashing, but it can't do bludgeoning. Yeah, and he, you, need, you need to carry just like a club on your belt. Yeah. Santa, lend me ah. your club. Ah! Oh, he can't, he can't lift it with one hand. And then he sort of almost falls over. <laughs> <laughs> I shall have to proceed with my sword. Uh, second attack also on the snake. Okay. Correct die. Correct die. Natural one. Oh. No! That would be a fan fumble. Oh, shit. Fan fumble. Fan fumble. Fan fumble. Fan fumble. All right. How about the city? Oh, we got Foreman from Atlanta. Foreman, I presume from Twitch. Elos Foreman? Elos Foreman's here? Don't call it Hot Lana. Using an outdated nickname for the city has caused your character to feel the fiery rush of shame come across them. Take one d six. Take one d six persistent fire damage. Oh. For one d four rounds. Ooh, I'll roll that d four and lie about what I get. So explain, and then explain <laughs> to me how that how persistent damage ends with a DC fifteen flat check, I believe. Two rounds, five points of damage right now. Fire damage. Okay. Is that the end of your... It's the end of my turn. Woeful turn. It's the end of my turn. What's up for me? All right. Uh, It is my snake's turn. Ooh, they're mad. Uh, (laughs) The first one says, hey! Hey! You can talk? Middle of the room. Everyone look at me! And you do. Everybody roll a will save. <laughs> you. 
you're immune. Yo, I'm immune. I look him in the uh, his little sockets. Right. Hey. 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 Unaffected. Hey. Look at me. <laughs> don't look. And he plays. What did you say? Oh. A snake. He don't play with his eyes. Twenty-eight. Girl, don't play the fool. Twenty-seven. Snake. Fuck. Uh, nineteen. Yes. DC twenty. Oh. Failure. You are distracted by the swaying and by the sounds of Paula Abdul. You are stunned one. Oh. After you recover, you are flat-footed until the end of its next turn. Okay. Okay. Stunned That's fine. one. That's actually fine. I'm fine. This is great. Best thing that ever happened to you? Best thing that ever happened to me. Okay. That's its action. That takes all three actions. The other one is going to bite. Mm, who do I want to fucking bite? Did you move? Did you fucking move? Cheater! You yeah. pe- Cheater! Fraud! Shame! How Shame. dare you? Shame! 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 Mama! <laughs> All right, it stays in its position and says, hey! Hey! <laughs> oh, but Atticus doesn't have light of sight now. You see him. <laughs> There's a, there We're literally is a good time. The other one goes to bite Ave Maria. Hey. Good fucking luck. Hey. Huh? Hey. Yep. Oh, dear. Oh, fuck. 27 to hit. Yeah, that fucking hits. That activates oh. my retributive strike. Oh, oh, you're dead. You're done, kid. Yeah. You're done. Sir Julie spins around. Does that preempt the damage? It gives her a resistance nine against the damage. Oh. <laughs> Is that it? Well, I can, because you didn't move, I now can't take the five-foot step to attack it. Here comes the damage. Wait. What? Yeah, no, I can't. All right. Here we go. Let me just get my D10 out. That's going to be nine points of damage. So none. So none. So none. Don't get too excited. Wow. I feel the power of Saren Ray run through me. Don't get too excited. I'm Give excited. me a fortitude save. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> At 19? Oh, shit. I can feel it coming. Oh! <laughs> He's taking a sip of a Bud Light. It's a 19. This creature... Shabam! Bites you. Sir Julie's uh, shared god powers protect you from the damage. However, it cannot protect you from paralysis. Oh, no! And we'll see you in Atlanta!
Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.